0: Uh, he's with us tonight and going to open his heart in the word of the Lord. And we're going to do this a little different tonight instead of hand clapping and instead of all the fanfare. I just want you right now everybody in the room I'm going to ask you to join with me in prayer and we're going to lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to use him tonight to speak to each one of us individually as he comes right now. Would you just ask the Lord, God, whatever you speak tonight, I receive it in the name of the Lord. Come on, let your prayer be heard. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift that up to the Lord right now, shall we? We praise and magnify you today, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be in your house. Amen. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place this evening. Amen. And he is here to do great and mighty and awesome and powerful things. He's a great God. He specializes in great things. And I'm very, very excited about being here. What an honor it is to be back here to worship God with you. And I give honor to your pastor and his family, I love and appreciate, brother and sister Jordan. Thank you so much, not just for your kindness, but your friendship, and the friendship of their families. It means so very much in this church. I appreciate uh, the spirit of excellence in which everything is done here. I think you ought to give yourself a hand. Amen. Everything, just love it. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. There's, uh, there's just something about. Showing up at church. Amen, I, I understand that people are on vacation, so this is not a reflection on that. But just, I was thinking today, amen, about the power of just, just showing up. A lot of times when people are going through things in their life, they choose, well, I'm just going to stay away till all this just smooths over and gets fine. But but there's power in being faithful. Many times the Lord didn't even ask Israel to fight their battles he said all I want you to do is show up tomorrow and worship me and I found out that you'll win more battles by being faithful than you will by fighting because when you're faithful God fights for you amen so I want to show up every time every time I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight amen if you have your Bible I'm going to the book of first Kings chapter 17 a familiar passage of scripture Amen. 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse number 8. The Bible says, and the word of the Lord came unto him. It's speaking of Elijah. The word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it or cook it, prepare it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And I'm going to stop right there. I promise you it's not going to end on that note. Amen. But I want to stop right there, and I'm going to wait a few moments before I give you uh, the title to the message tonight. But I want us to lift our hands and our voices and our faith together. I believe God could do something mighty and powerful and life-changing in this service tonight. Amen. If you believe that with me, would you lift your hands and your voice and your faith with me right now. God, I thank you for your power and your presence, your anointing, your people that are gathered in this building to worship and magnify you, to praise you. I pray, God, as you have anointed every song, every singer, every musician and the congregation, anoint the delivery of your word and the receiving of your word. Let your divine and perfect will be done in this house tonight in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. One more time, would you clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise in this house? Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Somebody say miracles. Say it again, miracles. Amen. From an educational viewpoint, a miracle is just an extraordinary event. That manifests divine intervention in human affairs. A miracle is not explicable by natural or scientific laws, but it is the wonder of the marvel that is ascribed exclusively to be a work of the Almighty God. A miracle occurs when you're in a situation that absolutely has no answer, but God gives you an answer. God makes a way out of no way where there is no way, when there is no option, and he steps in and just does what God does. The Bible said in the beginning, God said, let there be light, and God speaks, and the first sound waves don't just travel through space. They begin to create space. Light waves defeat darkness at the speed of 186,000 miles per second. Scientifically speaking, our Our voices are just good for communication. They travel, our our voices travel at 1,125 feet per second. Our vocal range, somewhere between 45 and 880 hertz. That just simply means we can only use our voice to communicate. We use our voice to sing, amen, to communicate. But God doesn't just use words to communicate. He uses his word to turn darkness into light and chaos into created order, to turn water into wine, and make the blind to see, and call the dead back to life. I know there are people who say, I've never heard the voice of God. That may be true when it comes to His audible voice, but you have seen His voice, because everything that exists is a visible echo of those words, let there be. His ability to speak is not limited to my ability to hear. He got a powerful way with words. And he's the only one that's able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all we can ask or think, you cannot have a miracle without him. He is the master and the maker of the miraculous. If you are discouraged, if you are despondent, if your faith is weakening, amen, weakening, I challenge you, open up the word of God. This book is full of miracles. It is the greatest miracle text we have been given. It begins with the miracle of creation, but the miracles do not cease on the sixth day. It's full of divine intervention and supernatural occurrences where one powerful mighty God carves a dry path in the middle of the sea, siphons water out of a rock, causes the axe head to swim, walks on water, turns water into wine, unblessed blocks the deaf ears, uh, resurrects the dead, uh, puts the leap back in the leg of the lame, uh, and he does it all by himself. Uh, Amen. Miracles of provision, uh, miracles of intervention and healing uh, and salvation. He's done so many miracles uh, that John said of everything Jesus did uh, had been written down. The world itself could not contain uh, the books that should be written. Uh, and Thank God he didn't do it all on Sunday, but any time and anywhere that his people needed him and began to call upon his name, he shows up. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday in his house or Monday at yours. It doesn't matter if it's at the hospital room or the prayer room. The Lord will work for his people. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And since he is the one that created everything, he cannot be, he's more than able to move upon that which he created. God cannot be a helpless onlooker to the work of his own hands. He's not bound by the laws of nature. In reality, the laws of nature are really the laws of God that nature has to obey. So let me just clarify if I left a question in your mind. Let me clarify my position. And I feel like I could step out, amen, and say the same on behalf of your pastor. Amen. And where this church stands, let me just clarify. We believe that God still does the miraculous. We believe that he still works miracles, that he still heals, that he still saves. I believe in miracles because I've seen them. I've seen him raise the dead. I've seen him open blind eyes, cause the lame to get out of the wheelchair. I've seen him do those things. But my faith is not based on what I have seen. My faith is based on what I have not seen. I have been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I believe in miracles because I've seen them. I believe in miracles because I am one. If you've ever wondered what a miracle looks like, just take a moment and look around you. You are sitting in a room full of miracles right now. We weren't supposed to be here. We should not be here. Everything was against us. Sin had its hold on us. Hell had claimed us. Sickness should have taken us out. The trial should have finished us off. But God, I believe before we go any further, we ought to take a praise break right now. And if he's ever worked a miracle in your life, I wish you would give him praise right now. Come on, if he's ever answered a prayer and made a way and healed your body and moved in your family, I wish you would give him praise. He's worthy of it. For every time you made a way, every time you come through, every time you provided, when you blessed me, I didn't even ask. Lord, I thank you for everything that you have done in my life. But I think we can divide everybody in this room into three groups of people. Group number one, you're looking ahead of you and you see I am moving toward a crisis that's going to require a miracle from God. Group number two, you're in the middle of a crisis and you need a miracle from God tonight. Group number three, you're on the other side of the crisis because God gave you the miracle. But regardless of what group you're in, I'm here to tell you there is nothing in your life that one miracle from God can't fix. There is nothing in your life that God can't do. The same God that stopped the sun can stop your pain, stop your trouble, and stop your enemy. There is nothing too hard. Your family problem, your sin problem, your health problem, your financial problem, your emotional problem, there is nothing too hard for the. I'm not preaching about some God with some power, but I give you Jesus who's got all power in heaven. So don't quit telling, amen. Don't they, they quit telling your God how big your need is. Tell your need how big your God is. He's bigger, he's greater, he's powerful. There is nobody in this room that loves to see miracles more than I do. I love to see it. We all love to see it. But none of us enjoy becoming miracle material. To see a miracle of healing, somebody's got to be sick that the doctor can't help. Amen. To see a miracle of provision, you gotta have a need that nobody has an answer for. Miracles don't just happen unless we need them. When you're on the mountain and everything is going well, amen. You don't need a miracle, but everything changes when you walk through the valley. You might be on the mountain today and tomorrow. Amen. You could be on the bottom. Light happens to us. I'm not trying to be negative. Amen. You could have been on the top last Sunday, and tonight you feel like I'm on the bottom. It's not when you're on the top that You need divine intervention. It's when you're at the bottom that you need God to step in. And you need God to work the miraculous. Just ask the widow at Zarephath. Amen. Elijah had promised according to the word that I speak. There's not going to be rain. As a result, there is no food. There's a famine, no water, no crops, no food. And the Lord said, go down to the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed you. He did not feed upon the ravens. Ravens, he was fed by them. That in itself is remarkable, because they seize upon anything that is decaying. But here they are bringing food to the prophet. Not only is it remarkable that they're bringing food; it's remarkable to know where it's coming from. Because instead of decaying flesh from an animal, the Jews teach that those ravens were taking bread and meat from the king's table and delivering it down to the brook. The king did not know he's eating the. Prophet, he despised, but it's just like God to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Amen. And he got brookside service, but then the brook dries up, and God says, Now go to Zarephath. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. Commanded the ravens. Now he's commanded a widow. The Bible confirms God, confirmed to Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you obey my statutes, I will command a blessing. I just want to say to God to be encouraged. I believe God's going to command a blessing upon your life, a blessing in your Not suggesting, not just have the idea, but God would command a blessing upon your life. The fact that God would send Elijah to a a widow is another testing of his faith. She steps out of her own suffering, she's hurting. He meant she's lost her husband. Everything is going upside down. And when Elijah comes to the gate of the city, she, he's weary and thirsty. Uh, and he asks her, would you bring me something to drink? But I admire her because she steps out of the realm of her own suffering to provide a need for a man she doesn't even know. But he says, while you're up getting me something to drink, if you don't mind, uh, bring me a morsel of bread. And she says, hold on. I can handle the water. I, I I can handle that, but I don't have a cake I can bake for you. All I have is a handful of meal and a little bit of oil. I'm out here looking for two sticks. I have so little ingredient that a two stick fire is going to bake the cake that I'm about to bake and I'm going to eat it, me and my son, and we're going to die. But the prophet said, ma'am, do not worry. Go ahead and make the cake for you and your son. Then go back and make one for me because the Lord told me to tell you, the meal barrel is not going to waste. The cruise of oil is not going to fail until there is rain. So she, by faith, pours out every drop of oil from the cruise, scrapes the bottom of the barrel, amen, that makes a cake for the prophet. But when she goes back to the barrel and goes back to the cruise, there is again enough oil and enough meal for one more cake. And it doesn't just happen that day. But it happens over and over and over, amen, until the famine breaks. Every time she got ready to bake a cake, she had scraped the bottom of the barrel. But it was always enough. Somebody might have walked into this building tonight asking, where is my miracle? Where is my intervention? I rejoice with those of you who have meal falling out of the barrel and oil splashing out of the cruise. If that describes your situation, you ought to be praising God right now. You ought to be rejoicing and thanking God. But I've come to preach to somebody on the other end of the spectrum. If the cruise is dry and the barrel is empty, you ought to lift your hands and praise as well. I know you're saying, why should I worship? I'm sick. I'm in need. I don't know how it's going to turn out. My family needs a miracle. My mountain needs to be moved. I'll tell you why you should worship, and here's my title, because there's a miracle at the bottom of a barrel. I said there's a miracle at the bottom of the barrel. Don't be discouraged that the barrel's empty. You ought to begin to praise him because God's about to, you're about to see the hand of God. You're about to see the miracle. It's going to happen again. Would somebody lift your hands and your voice and worship God right now? I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you're going to find the miracle at the bottom of the barrel. I feel something moving in this building right now. If it's appropriate, reach over to the person next to you. Pray right now in the Holy Ghost. I feel strength in this building right now. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged if the barrel's empty. That's where the miracles happen. Don't be despondent if the cruise is dry. That's where you see the provision of God. That's where the miracles Amen two fish and five loaves is an empty barrel when you're trying to feed 5,000. But when you take what you've got and you give it to God and say, this is all I have. Take it and use it. And he starts breaking and he starts blessing. Amen. It's always more than enough. Hear me right now. Your act of faith may not seem not much. Stepping in the aisle may not seem like much. Waving a hand and worshiping may not seem seem like much. It might be but a small thing but it's significant enough even to set off a miracle in your life. Why don't you take what you've got and give it to God right now. Go ahead. Give it all to Him. God's gonna make a way. God's gonna provide. God's gonna come through. I feel Holy Ghost in this house right now. Let's love Him right now. I feel the touch of Almighty God in this house in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Wedding roast, wedding host runs out of wine. The governor asks for a refill. Mary says, we're out of wine. We're at the bottom of the barrel. And Jesus said, it's not time. An hour has not yet come. But faith says, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And at the command of Jesus, servants fill water, vessels with water, and he turns it into wine. Amen. He is come into this house. You may have walked in here tonight empty and barren and dry, but God wants to fill the emptiness. Whatever He's telling you to do, you ought to do it right now. God wants to fill you from the bottom to the top, and if you'll pour out everything to Him, He'll pour everything into you. The waters of salvation, the joy of salvation is going to overflow in your life. There's a miracle at the bottom of the barrel. City uh, under siege. They're, 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 it's an empty barrel, but four men sitting at the gate. Why sit we here till we die? We go back, we're gonna die. We stay here, but let's just get up and move forward. If they save us, we'll live. If they kill us, we'll die. But we can't stay here. And when they started walking, God started working. I don't know how He did it, but He made the sound of four leprous men to sound like a mighty army. And the enemy ran, amen. Because when the barrel is empty, you can't just sit there and give up, amen. When the barrel is empty, you gotta pray anyway, you gotta worship anyway. Anyway, you gotta get up and move, you gotta dance anyway, you gotta sing anyway. Somebody just needs to go ahead and give God what you think is your last praise, the last strength you've got, your last hallelujah, your last dance. Hear me, it's not going to be the last move. It's your action that's gonna activate God's power. What you think is of evil act of faith. Amen is enough to shake hell. Your move of faith can bring heaven down. run the enemy off why don't you move in faith why don't you try him and see what God will do for you right now 12 years sick spent everything that she had only to get worse would have gone to another doctor there's no more doctors would have spent more money, but there's no more money. She's at the bottom of the barrel. She's out of options. But she said, if I can just touch the border of his garment, I know I shall be made whole. Amen. And she presses her way through the crowd. And when she touches him, healing virtue begins to flow out of him into her. Because when you're at the bottom of the barrel, you cannot stop reaching. Amen. You're you're not scraping the Bible said she touched the hem, the bottom of his garment. Understand when you're at the bottom, you're not touching the bottom of the barrel, you're touching the surface of a miracle. Amen. It's not just the bottom. Amen. It's where it all starts, it's where the miracles flow from. Amen. The Holy Ghost will fall. Healing will come, but you gotta stretch yourself and reach for him. You can't stop reaching at the bottom of the apparel and so if you need a miracle tonight you need divine intervention you ought to lift a hand and reach up to him right now I don't know how barren the barrel is. I don't know how dry the cruise is. But I'm here to tell you if you can reach out and touch him, if you could just move right now, if you could just touch the border of his garment, if you would just praise him, you're not just going to touch the bottom. You're going to touch the surface of something miraculous in your life. I feel Holy Ghost in this building right now. If I were you and needed a miracle, I'd respond to God right now. If I were you and needed a healing in my body and needed an answer from God, amen, I'd take a step of faith right now. Oh, it's not much, but I'm going to touch the bottom. I'm going to reach out, and I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. I'm going to touch the service of a miracle right now. I'm going to believe him that when I step out, he's going to step in, that when I reach up to him, he's going to reach down to me, that this is the beginning of, Of something miraculous in my life right now. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice, and somebody help me worship the Lord right now. I feel a miracle in this house. And I feel somebody just needs to make that move in the Holy Ghost right now. With your voice raised, with your hands lifted, with your faith extended. Amen. If you need a miracle from God, amen, you feel like I'm at the bottom of a situation. I have nowhere else to go. There are no other options. I don't know what else to do. I'm challenging you right now in the Holy Ghost to take a step of faith. You are going to release the power of God to work in your situation, you're not just at the bottom. You're touching the surface of something miraculous in your life. Hayabakayabai. You need a miracle? You ought to walk to this altar and believe God to heal you right now. Hallelujah. You need a miracle of provision? You ought to walk to this altar and expect God to provide. You need a miracle of salvation? It's here. Amen. the miracle, you've been saying, I'm just at the bottom. I'm just going you to know this is not where you give up. This is where you get up and touch the hem of his garment. Yabakai, Maybe all is well in your world but there's some people at this altar right now that, that, that need a miracle from God. Amen. Oh God. You're ready for a change in your life. You're ready for a miracle of provision and salvation. It's here right now. Just a moment more. Just a moment. Anybody else? anybody else need a miracle? Amen. If you don't need a miracle, if everything's well in your world right now, I wish you'd slip up beside somebody that's standing at this altar right now because I feel divine intervention in this house. He has walked into this building. Amen. To touch somebody that feels like I'm at the bottom. I have nowhere other, no other place to go, no other options, no other the resource. But you are going to see the hand of God. You are going to see the provision and the hand of Almighty God. It's not too late for a miracle. It's not too late for God to intervene. It's not too late for God to save. It's not too late for God to heal. It's not too late for God to provide. Amen. At the bottom of the barrel is where the miracles happen. So just lift your voice and tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. Come on, there's faith in this house right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let the Holy Ghost flow through you right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's some people in this altar that need a miracle. Amen. Pray with them right now. Pray for them. It's miracle time. Amen. You're touching the surface of something miraculous in your life right now.